Hey there, this is Katie Brinkley, and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. This podcast is all about helping Colorado-based small business owners, entrepreneurs, and professionals discover the strategies and systems that take their marketing to all new heights. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back, everyone. My guest today on this week's episode is Beth Klepper. Beth is the founder and producer at Mainstream Video Production. At a very young age, she knew she wanted to film for storytelling. She spent 2006 to 2014 developing and honing her video production skills at Access TV. In 2014, she founded Mainstream Video Production and has worked with over 80 organizations to create more than 1,200 videos. Their focus is to help businesses, organizations, and causes use the power of video to sell and communicate effectively and efficiently. Production projects include 30-minute reality shows, travel shows, and celebrity gossip shows. Beth, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be on your podcast. Great. Well, let's start at the beginning. Tell us where you grew up and what your life was like growing up. Absolutely. So I grew up in Littleton, Colorado. So I'm not a Denver native. I got here when I was four, but have been here, you know, a good portion of my life. The only time I left, I went to Colorado State. So went in state for my BA and then went to actually London to get my master's degree. So I went to spending a couple of years in London, getting my master's in film is the only time I have left the Colorado area. And it's because Colorado is amazing. There's no reason to leave. Uh, so that's kind of where I grew up. And my, my journey has always been about video and film and media. I knew that when I was very little, I wanted, you know, I'd go see a movie. I'd wanted to recreate it or make a version of it myself. And throughout my education process, it was really just kind of figuring out what that looked like in terms of a job, you know, and how I would make a career of it. And it evolved from, you know, wanting to be behind the scenes, um, or first wanting to be an actress, and then wanting to be, you know, behind the scenes producing, to really, in film school, I spent a lot of time analyzing film and what it means to society and how it shapes our society, and ultimately wanting to be my own boss and make my own productions and do my own thing. Uh, Having gone to school for film was great, but um, the degree was not anything practical. So it was very much how we think about film, how we understand film. It wasn't, here's how to actually create a video. Here's how to, you know, shoot stuff. So I came back from grad school in 2004 and, um, no, 2006. I left 2004, came back in 2006 and started working for HDNet at the time that it became Access TV. And I actually was sold last year. I don't know the particulars of the sale because that's been six years since I've been out of it, but it was owned by Mark Cuban. It's a national table cable network And they produced, they had a very unique um, kind of entertainment structure because it was owned by Mark Cuban. So really whatever he deemed uh, interesting at the time. So at first it was that it was shot in HD, broadcast in HD, which was cool because that, you know, in 2006, that was something new. By the time I left, they had merged with AEG and had done... um, Basically, it was live TV. Live was the focus. So that's where I did a lot of the, the reality shows and the gossip shows you mentioned in the bio. That was my background. But I, I wanted to, to start my own business. I had always wanted to be my own boss. That was just something that my dad's an entrepreneur. I, you know, it's kind of in the blood. <laughs> and yep, exactly. And it was, you know, and, and some, it's, I always say this, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, there's one, in, what is it? One in five survive in the first five years or something. It's a very low statistic for who actually continues on in entrepreneurship. And I just think it's, 
you really have to want it. It's such a specific journey that once you get on it, you're either, yes, this is me or no, this is not. So for me, it definitely was that. And I wasn't sure how it was going to look. And then a couple, cause you know, I got a film degree. So my degree was in, you know, motion pictures. So when I always thought about starting my own company, it kind of looked something like that, but I wasn't ready to do that at all. I mean, you know, that wasn't, so I, I didn't know what owning a business would look like or being an entrepreneur would look like. And that's, I guess, kind of part of the fun, right? So I, uh, some freelance work fell in my lap. So this, this dynamite company that I, my parents knew they needed a training video for one of their new trucks. So we produced that. And then um, a football organization, big family, big football people, they needed some recruiting, like highlight videos. So we produced that. So I started thinking, okay, well, this is what I could do. That's how I could start to get my footing into um, running a business that's video without it being about, you know, motion pictures. And that's, that was really how it started. You found your niche and you were able to, to capitalize on it. Yeah, for sure. So you, you really took us through a lot of your career journey and, and where you started out and different stops. When you first found your, your niche, what were some of the biggest uh, obstacles you, you know, had when you started uh, creating these training videos uh, for different companies? Did you have a hard time finding that next job or were a lot of things coming through you to, by referrals? It's a great question because it took me a long time to actually find my niche. Doing videos for corporations is such a large net. I mean, and that was really the first lesson I learned. It was that, you know, my, my joke that I went out into business and whatever you want to buy as it pertains to video, I sell it. And that is not a good way to do business. Every business book will tell you, every podcast will tell you that is not how, you know, you've got to be very dialed into your ideal customer and who you serve and how you serve them. And it took a lot of, you know, I thought training would be something that we did a lot of, and we do a fair amount of training, but marketing is really what gets people excited about video. You know, when I would go to networking events and meet people, they want, they weren't necessarily thinking about how video could, you know, streamline their training. They were wanting to make marketing videos. So it was, okay, how do I pivot to marketing and what does marketing look like? And it, I would say the first couple of years took a long time to figure that out for us that, okay, we don't necessarily, um, you know, we don't, and then the budgets too, right? I mean, video, a lot of us can use our iPhone and a free editing software. And then, you know, some people, some video production companies in town will charge $10,000 for a 30 second video. That's a big market, you know, that you're dealing with. And they're all still talking about the same thing. They're all talking about video marketing. So how do you know who is the right client for us? How do we know how to serve them? You know, talk to them, give them what they need. Um, you know, a lot of my competition will be selling a lot more videos than a lot of small business needs. And I, at first I thought, you know, oh, I, we can do all that. You know, I've worked in television for eight years before I started my business. We can make these big productions. That wouldn't be a problem to produce. But as a business person, it didn't make sense for a lot of small to medium-sized businesses to have huge crews and have a ton of production costs. What most of my clients needed was lighting, audio, a good story that they could use on their social media channels and on their website, not necessarily a drone in a 4K, you know, red camera. And that was a big distinction. I mean, those are two different markets. So when I was out there networking and meeting people, I really had to, to shift focus and say, okay, here's who I want to serve. You know, as much as we can do, you know, the Toyota commercial and I could align with 
marketing agencies and, and go that route, this is really where I want to be. I want to be working with people that are super passionate about their story and want to get it on video and don't necessarily need all the rest of this. But yeah, that took a long time to figure out. Well, and I'd like you to just kind of talk about that a little bit more because for social media, what I focus in, video is so important. And whether it's a 30 second video or a three minute video or a 30 minute video, how talk to us about how it's so important for businesses, small and medium sized to have some sort of video content that they can use for emails and website and social media. Oh, this is, I get super excited about these conversations. So, and I didn't, what's not in my bio and what I didn't mention earlier is I, so I'm also a teacher at Metro. So I teach public speaking and interpersonal communication. So the reason I bring that up is that one of the statistics that we have taught says somewhere between 60 and in some cases, 90% of communication is nonverbal. That's huge. That is basically the entire message that is being sent is happening nonverbally. So that's just one reason to use video is that it, it just putting yourself on camera or putting even your voice on camera, you know, an e- and I'm sure you've studied this or we've all seen this, you know, a text gets misinterpreted, an email gets misinterpreted, even a phone call, at least we get, you know, in, in a podcast, you've got tone of voice, you've got a lot more meaning generated um, and kind of getting where you're coming from and what you're about. There's tone, all of that goes into it. Video is just kind of the next best thing to that in-person communication. So for that reason alone, it's really important because we can, people want to see faces. That's why face-to-face communication is so important and video is the next best thing. So that's kind of where I start is that it's really important for everyone to do it because most of our communication is nonverbal. The other reason is that you can say, you can show and tell in a video. So it just makes it a much more effective efficient medium of communication. So you don't have to explain it all. You can create the, you know, the entire experience, selling experience, if it were, if that's what you're trying to do in, you know, talking about, I started my business in 2014. And then you can show a shot of your, you know, grand opening party and you're getting, you know, all of this information happening so quickly. You know, they say a picture speaks a thousand words, a video speaks a hundred thousand words. So I think, and there's, there's a passive component to video too, right? You can just kind of push play and sit back. So that's why, you know, for us, all of our clients, we talk about, you know, videos in email. And that's not just like your email strategies or your big campaigns, but emails that you're sending to um, somebody that you're trying to close a deal with. They send a video, send a video of you, maybe talking directly to them using an application like Vidyard or create a video about how you guys do pricing and why you do pricing. And then you can send that out in a YouTube link. Um, There's just email is going to get more people to engage with it. I mean, I think we all know how many emails we delete a day, how many emails we don't read through video just gives you such a massive edge to actually getting people to care because of all the reasons I mentioned and then putting it everywhere else, you know, putting it on your Facebook channels on and and leveraging it in every which way that's um, that's huge. And what would you say to people that's the small business owner might say, well, I don't, I I don't want to get in front of a camera. That's not me. How do you convince those people that everyone's human and you know, they're that, that's just going to give them that next level of uh, personality for their business and their brand. And here's the thing that was first part of my career. I, so I came from television. So most so when we talk about on-air talent, those people really want to be on camera. So I was not prepared for the fact that most everybody else wants nothing to do with being on camera. 
And through the years, I've had to kind of work through that and realize, okay, this is something that is very scary. And I know it from public speaking. People are afraid to, to, be, um, to do public speeches. But I will say that more, less people, more people are afraid of the camera. So the first thing is you're not alone. Everybody feels really kind of audacious and weird getting in front of a camera. Um, and there's some fear in there. But what I tr what the, the most convincing thing I can say to people is you're not afraid to show up in life to build your business. So there's no reason not to show up in front of a camera, meaning you're going to go to networking events. You're going to be in meetings. You're going to go and show your face and you're going to show your communication style and you're going to, you're going to be who you are and you're going to take more of those meetings and you're going to be at more of those opportunities because you know showing up for them increases your chance of success. Video is that same thing. It just force multiplies it. You can be on LinkedIn and on Facebook and on email and on Instagram while you're literally in a meeting. That's so, so just thinking about it as you're not afraid to show up in life. So video is just making you, giving you that many more opportunities to, to be who you are. And I think too, having the opportunity to sit down with someone like you and your, your company, you know, you'll, you can create a 30 minute video for them that they can have that large format video, but you can repurpose it time and time again and use oh, yeah. just a 30 second clip or use just a minute clip. And it's, you'll have tons of content for months and years, depending on how long a video you have and uh, just trying to continue to be, have something that moves in your marketing plan is always going to be beneficial. Definitely. And even videos that aren't you on camera, you know, just exactly like you said, something that moves graphics that kind of just stop us. I, you were talking in one of your podcasts about that scroll, you know, what's going to make you pause and look at the scroll you know, why video makes you pause? Cause it's, it's got your attention. <laughs> exactly. So if someone is listening right now, who's an aspiring or a new business owner and is just kind of struggling and not sure if entrepreneurship is right for them, what is the single biggest piece of advice that you would want to give him or her as they start their journey? Oh, that's a good question. Um, this, I, I think above all else, this is a game of persistence. It's, you know, it's not something, you know, some people do figure out their businesses right away and they have a good business model and it makes sense. And some people have different kinds of success that maybe isn't, you know, the business model, but it's the sales or, or whatever it looks like. We, we all have different, we all come to the starting line with some sort of advantage. And the truth though, of being an entrepreneur, at least in my experience, is it something that is going to require you to be the very best you can be. It's not something that you can skate in. It's not something that you can show up half-assed for. Sorry, uh, but it's not something that you can um, phone in. You, you're going to have to give 100% of who you are to your business. And I don't mean that you have to work, you know, 20 hours a day, or I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about it's just making you, you know, be the best you can in whatever way that looks like for you and your business. And if you're not prepared for that challenge, it's not a good time to start a business and it's probably maybe not for you because it's going to, it's going to make you look at everything you believe, everything you think, everything you do, how you do it. And for those of us that love entrepreneurship, that's exciting. We're thrilled to get that opportunity every day to wake up and say, okay, how can I tweak this, make this better, do this, dream bigger, go further, push myself harder. But for those that, um, think it's like a easier 
you know, this is, oh, I just get to be the boss and it's fun. That's just not, not been my experience. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree with that. <laughs> yeah. What do you think that some of the biggest mistakes business owners make when they're trying to grow and sustain a su successful business? I think a lot of people focus on the short term instead of the long term. I think that you, you know, and you have to focus on the short term. So you have to, you have to think about how we're going to eat today, but you also have to think about, you know, all of the different things that can come into the business. I mean, I think in this situation where we're at now, we were in, you know, I've been wanting to do an online course and we've, we've done a workshop, an online in-person workshop called Video Marketing 101. And I've wanted to take that online in some capacity and it's not my bread and butter. It's definitely not the bread and butter of our business. And, and I could see it one day being, you know, something, a big stream of revenue. But what we were focused on, you know, for me was, okay, we do, we work with our customers um, kind of in retainers. So they create a video package with us and we shoot twice over six months and then deliver six videos. And that was what I was working on getting more of because that's what is paid our bills. But you also have to be thinking about the long term, like, well, what happens if, you know, the economy changes or there's differences or, or, you know, what change in general is part of it. When I went into the business thinking about what I thought it took to produce a video radically changes as things like Vidyard come out, which is this application that people want to talk to me about. And I'm the, you know, the video expert. I have to know what Vidyard is. I have to be say, you know, I have to kind of say, you know, a lot of people in my industry are very committed to the image and the lighting and the way that it looks. And, you know, I'll hire some of these people to contract on our shoots and they'll bring, you know, five, these giant Pelican cases full of gear. And there's just not as big of a need for that as there is for how do I use this, you know, light, this selfie stick or this ring, you know, so being willing to look at the bigger picture and understand the bigger landscape, I think is really, really important for businesses. If you don't do that, you're just, you're, you're, at some point that's going to catch up with you. Yeah. And I think that you, you started to touch on this. So many businesses are having to pivot right now and make a new way of bringing in income. What have you done to try to still bring in business during, during this time? So, and that's exactly, you know, it, you have to figure that out. What does that mean? What can you do? And I think that a lot of, um, you know, for, for a lot of businesses getting stuck in that plan and here's what our business plan was and just kind of saying, this is how it's going to be, um, is a problem because you have to, I mean, no one can predict this pandemic, but at the same time, what do you do differently? And for us, you know, we've been offering a lot more script writing, editing, you know, stuff that is okay. You've shot stuff, give it to us, bring it into us. That way we can, you know, we're not going out, we're not shooting, we're, we're changing the way we offer things. We're changing the pricing of it. And we were constantly kind of doing that before the market always tells you what they want to buy, you know? So now it's, you know, how do I learn how to use my iPhone? How can I take a video with just my iPhone? What gear do I need to do? Um, or buy. We've, we've made videos on that. We've provided content for that. And then our online course, you know, that, that's the big way we pivoted is we did, you know, the first when, when kind of COVID was looking like it was going to shut everyone down, we scheduled a shoot. We said, this is now was maybe going to be a third quarter goal. This is now on deck and we are going to make this happen and learn, you know, tweak our Facebook ads and figure that piece out and get moving on this and hope that, you know, we pivot fast enough to, make the ends meet. And I think, you know, that's the fun part about business too, is it's always uncertain. That's something that I don't, I think that, you know, you can have a predictable revenue model um, and it's can always change. 
it, it can change in a, a heartbeat. And, right. uh, Pandemic mean, or no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what type of marketing have you found works best for you and your business, both pre-pandemic and, and now? Great question. I think for me, my number one thing is consistency. And I think that's because I, when you're buying something from somebody, you, you know, when you go and you vet them online, if we're talking about, you know, digital marketing specifically, you want to see that they're not a flash in the pan, that they have done things that they have been, you know, putting out weekly content for, you know, six weeks or whatever it looks like. So I think, um, you know, for us, we've been putting out a new video every week for a a little over a year and a half now. And before that, we were always practicing what we preached in terms of creating videos and using video in all of our marketing strategies. So for me, I, you know, the second I meet somebody and I meet them at a networking event or there's a referral, we have a, you know, here's a little bit more about our team video, get to know us, send that as part of the introduction. We get a lot of feedback on that. Um, the other way is to, you know, like I said, have a video for I don't know if I said this, but have a video for every stage of the sales process. So when they're starting to consider if they want to work with us, you know, here's a video about our team, how we do business. Here's how we onboard people. Here's how we do pricing. And then using the social media channels to constantly be putting that content in front of people and answering frequently asked questions and having, you know, anything anyone is thinking about video, we have content online addressing in some form. And that's been the, probably the, the biggest way we've done it. I see. Do you think that that's a, a successful way to try and gain new clients, new business with that for video kind of approach? Do you do that for any of your customers right now? Oh yeah. That's, I mean, I think there is to, to get new customers is it's not just about the traffic. It's also about the leads. It's also about the conversions, right? It's all of that. That is part of the online funnel and model. And so for us, we, we believe that you can force multiply all of your existing efforts just by putting video in the places you're already communicating digitally. So just, you know, low hanging fruit. If you're on LinkedIn, if you're on Facebook, if you're on email, and if you have a website, videos are going to help send your message. It's going to be like having a second salesperson or a third salesperson out there working for you, telling your story, saying who you are, why you do what you do. And always are we, we're in, in the most random places we get, you know, referrals from, you know, somebody I went to high school with, you know, that's on my Facebook because we're putting that information out, you know, reaches out to me and needs help with video. And that's what those social media channels can be. And if you're giving them great content and you're telling your story, like I said, it's another salesperson. So absolutely that that's a great, and that's the place that I always recommend starting. You can obviously scale up from there and you can do ads and, you know, keywords. And that's, that's another tier of, of gaining new clients, but there is a lot of people right in front of our faces that you can just be communicating to and telling your story to through video. One passion that so many business owners and entrepreneurs have is to build a business around their lifestyle, not the other way around. How has that played out in your story and approach to running your business? That's a great question. So I think um, for me, I was never one that wanted to work 100 hours and lose sleep. I, I did that in my career and I found myself to be wildly put the product we were putting out was, you know, during live television, you've got, you know, we were shooting until four o'clock in the morning and then up at nine to get ready for the next day. And I just, I'd worked like that and it was never ever the space I wanted to be in. It was very chaotic. You felt stressed, you felt sick, you felt all of those things. 
And that's, I think, probably the number one draw for me as an entrepreneur is that I get to call the shots in terms of when I work and when I don't work and how long I work. And if I get in a workout and a meditation and, and work on all of those things, that's how, um, that's, that's the trade-off for being responsible for literally every last thing, for having to come up with payroll, for having to be responsible for sales or no sales, for if you know we didn't have a good month, my paycheck is the first to go. You know, the trade-off is that I get absolute you know, freedom to spend my time however I want to. And for me, that is, it's, it's the kind of the four pil- pillars, like mental health, emotional health, physical health, all, you know, spiritual health. If I'm not doing all of those things, then, you know, it's, that's more of a, that's the priority. And hopefully the business allows me to do that. That's kind of the goal. Now you have a lot of experience in television how have you, how has it been a struggle or uh, one thing that you needed assistance with when you started out your own business? Uh, was it accounting help or who was somebody that really kind of helped steer you in being successful with your business on something that you weren't really uh, well-versed in? Accounting, nail on the head for me. Because <laughs> um, I wasn't a total, I, I, I was, I would say accounting and sales strategy because I wasn't afraid to sell, but that's very different than being strategic and knowing who your target market is and how you're going after it. And both of my parents have been instrumental in that. You know, my, my dad, um, my parents own a business and my dad has been the salesperson and kind of the driver. And he helped me look at, you know, how many people are you calling on a week? Who are you talking to? What are the conversations like? How to get the activity up? because in sales, it all comes down to activity and it's, it is a science in that capacity. And then, um, my mom does the books for the, their company. So, um, you know, it was, you can sell a million dollars, but if you spend a million and one, then it doesn't matter. You know, that's not good business and really looking at what a cost of sales is. Commission-free trading is the norm, but true value is more than a price tag. It's a team of traders to answer any question, a personalized education and thinkorswim's charting capabilities. Value is becoming smarter with every trade. TD Ameritrade, where smart investors get smarter. For, for me, we have higher revenues because I have contractors. And so I, you know, for every shoot that we do, we pay for you know, three or four people. So that means it's a high, it looks like a higher number, but not really if every dollar I spent, sell, I have to spend 75 cents. And that's something that you don't learn unless you're really getting into the nitty gritty. And then that's where you can, oh, that's where I can start to make money actually, is if I can get that 75 cents down to, you know, 50 cents. Now I don't have to sell anything else. I just actually increase my profit. And that's, that took a long time. The fact that I'm even having and can talk about cost of sales and, and profit margins and that sort of thing was not where I started at all. And I will say the Small Business Association, they had some great classes talking about accounting 101 and, you know, the difference between forecasting and um, forecasting and cash flow and, and what accounting actually looks like. You know, forecasting cash flow, that's all in the future. Accounting is here's what's happened in the past. And they're very different mindsets. And as the owner, you have to wear all of those mindsets. And for me as the owner, I was just sell, 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 you know, what else do I need to worry about? There's plenty. There's a lot. <laughs> So. Now, one, one thing that many uh, small businesses have difficulty with is bringing on help. So mm-hmm. you said you have contractors. How have you found good help? I think that it, it uh, made my share of mistakes in that realm as well. And I think, you know, for one of my favorite parts of being a business owner is that you get to choose who you bring on as help. And for us, you know, I, I would say I always 
meet somebody, talk to them, get a good vibe. And then we wait for the right project to bring them in on. And the way that we, you know, have started is kind of bringing them in on maybe a lower stakes scenario. And we have somebody, you know, we have one person that we've worked with forever. And I think honestly, she started the same way. It was, I brought her in as an editor, not client facing somebody that she, you know, she could, you know, just do parts of the projects and I could get a feel from working with her. And that's kind of been our way of doing it. You know, okay, we don't, we're not going to bring a new person into our biggest client's biggest shoot or biggest edit, but maybe they could line up the initial edit or, you know, whatever we can do to get a feel for working with them. I mean, that's the, for me, that's the number one way to really learn about who somebody is. And that's, I mean, I, I see that on the other side too. You know, our goal is always to get somebody to buy something, you know, even if it's a little bit of editing, for the same reason, because once they start working with us, they're going to know we're trustworthy. Here's how we communicate. Here's how we do things. And that's, that can be figured out pretty quickly if you're actually in the trenches on something, but make it low stakes. That's kind of my <laughs> go-to. What is the best piece of advice that you've ever received and how has it impacted your business or your life? You know, I go back to, um, there's a quote about, you know, I don't know where this quote comes from, but it just, it's about, and I'm sure you've heard it. It's like, you know, the world is full of talented people. The world is full of hardworking people. The world is full of, you know, all of these things. The one thing that successful people have in common is persistence. And I feel like that is just the main um, thing for me is, is persistence. It's you keep showing up, you keep like doing what you need to do even when you think you failed, even when you are sure that you're not going to make it work. Can you, can you stand back up? And I think that that is really the, probably the one thing that, that you have control over. So that's why I like that advice too. You know, a lot of people happened to luck or got really lucky in business. That's never been my, mine has always been getting back up. Well, before we finish up, is there anything I didn't ask you about during today's discussion that you think is important to share? About video or entrepreneur or otherwise? About, about anything. Uh, you know, I, I think that video is super important for, for all businesses to have. Um, but, you know, a lot of people might not think it's in their budget or they might think, oh, well, that's going to be my Q3 goal or, or anything. I think that there's a lot of um, reasons why video is important and it sometimes can get thought of as, uh, oh, well, that's a luxury or that's a nice to have, not a need to have. Tell us why it's a need to have. Yes, I would say, um, and that's a great point to, to end on. I think that uh, it's something that is get started, get started wherever you're at, figure out like how to use your iPhone because the, the thing about it is there is a level of service that is not, that isn't nice to have, but all of us can be communicating with, through video with, a vi with very basic setups, with our iPhones, with our computers. So there's no, there's no real excuse to not be doing some form of video. There's free editing softwares. There's, you know, like there's, if you're not doing video, it's because you're scared. So get through that fear by doing it and getting more used to it and getting more used to being on camera because it's not going to be a nice to have in a couple of years. It's going to be every business has it for sure. Well, Beth, this has been such a great conversation. Where can we find out more about you and your business online? Yes. Yeah, so mainstreamvideoproduction.com is our website and we have a portfolio there and how to work with us if you're interested in that. And then on Facebook is really where our 
page where everything we do is we put a new video up every single week at 11 on Thursdays and then we have it on YouTube and it's linked back in um, it's it's a lot of it ends up on our LinkedIn as well too but uh, Facebook is where everything is that you could ever want in terms of video content so check us out there great well thank you again so much for coming on the show today oh happy to thanks for inviting me thanks so much for listening to this episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing as always I'd love to hear from you You can visit my website at www.nextstepsocialcommunications.com or connect with me on LinkedIn. Just look for Katie Brinkley. Let's keep taking your marketing to new heights.